Welcome to 2021, Keezers. We made it. We all made it. <laughs> well, most of us made it. Bruised and beaten. Um, not literally, but figuratively. Uh, and, <laughs> that would be uh, just a little, awkward. just our, our, yeah, just the spirits a little, a little knocked down. But I think I'm feeling optimistic. My hopeful. spirit's knocked up. Okay. I'm ready to go. <laughs> You got pregnant? <laughs> my, my spirit's pregnant with hope. Congratulations. Ooh, okay. I like how you spun that into a, a metaphor. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, we got some things to look forward to and, um, and some positive things that happened in 2020 that we're going to kind of reflect on um, and some things that we're going to block out and never think about again. No. Yeah, it wasn't well, that traumatic, honestly. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was fine. It's just, you know, it's been a tough year for everybody and not playing we, shows and everything. We been came a off lot. relatively unscathed. A lot yeah, of people totally. had some serious real tragedy happen. And we had a lot of inconveniences and like moments, and I'm speaking for everyone, but I speak for myself, you know, inconveniences and moments where you're down or you're frustrated, but I didn't have any like massive tragedy befall yeah. me so i felt lucky for that yeah. and a lot of great things happened to me in 2020 so i'm trying to remain positive about yeah, it that's that's the only way we can get past it and move through it i think is good it's healthy so <laughs> we've got the whole band here we've got alante over here yo and uh we've got tom bass davis he got my name right finally We've got Emily Helena, the host. She'll be playing the host. Kinda, yes. Wait, isn't it Bass Davis? No, that's what <laughs> everyone thinks it is. Or they think, think it's Tomb Ass Davis. I don't know what that means. Tomb Bass, like, 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 like your last name? Egyptian Tomb Ass. T-O-M-B. Tomb Ass Davis. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm glad you got the Tom Bass Davis Gmail right, though. Yeah. And I'm oh, Stuart no. Patrick, so... So welcome. Yeah, and last year we did a year in review, and we wanted to do it this year as well. And uh, hopefully we'll do it next year if we're still around and kicking at that point. <laughs> God, God yeah, we, willing. <laughs> I listened to the, I skimmed a little bit because I was, I was listening to our old questions from last year. And one of the first things we talked about was how we meant to do something for the holidays, like for radio keys. And then we just didn't. So this year we did a lot. So, so that's one accomplishment already. We just released like a three song Christmas EP and we did a podcast on it. So yeah. That's one thing we did differently, but yeah, then we we look forward to 2020, and it's a little it's a little interesting to listen to for sure. It was uh, it was full of bright eyed, bushy tailed <laughs> comments. <laughs> like, we're gonna play a hundred shows, tour like crazy, oh and hey, but to be fair, I played ten shows in January, so I was on pace for 120. There you go, and then the whole world shut up. <laughs> yeah, wow, you really were. That's crazy. Yeah. That was great. I think if that if uh, twenty twenty or twenty nineteen was the year of gear, twenty twenty is the year of content. We've definitely put out a lot of positive content. Yeah, I said last year that I was hoping that twenty twenty was the year that we got signed and made a ton of money, and that didn't happen. Oh man, so <laughs> that was the most demoralizing comment I made on that podcast. Aww. So here's to twenty twenty one then. Yeah, twenty twenty one is the year that we finally <laughs> strike it big and get a ton of money. Well, I think a lot of bands had to, all kind of musicians had to scramble to like get creative on how to do their job or their passion, job or passion, whatever it is. If it's both, that's great. Um, and so I, that was just interesting for me to see. Um, and we were definitely a part of that as well. Like, okay, how do we, we can't play shows. We got to keep doing this thing. We can't just shut down. So yeah, a lot of bands took their ball and went home for sure. 
And uh, that's uh, it's a shame to see. But then a lot of bands really rose to the occasion. I think that's what this show is going to try to highlight. We're not going to talk about the bands that went home. We're going to talk about the <laughs> bands that went above and beyond and, and did what and they could history, to keep yeah. the scene alive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, scramble is a great word for it, I think, because we were none of us were obviously expecting what 2020 was going to bring. And then it just happened. And I remember thinking it was just like, we just have to learn how to stream. We need to learn how to do video recording. We need to learn how to do everything ourselves because that's looks like what we're going to have basically well it was sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um it was interesting to see uh like bands like our local community react on this scale and then see like really um bigger bands react and like see how they did a virtual concert from home and how how it kind of almost leveled the playing field (laughs) from what we were doing to what these huge bands are doing like one of the first things we watched was that like Red Red Rocks. They did like a live from Red Rocks, and then they did a bunch of people at home, and like with varying levels of well, production. And we gotta, I was like, we got to go in layers here. That was yeah. like, that was already like August. Was it? We're, yeah, yeah, we're talking about that was real deep. Yeah. In. we're talking about when it first started. There were bands like just playing on Instagram Live. Like it would oh, be yeah, like no, that someone, was a huge phase. <laughs> there would be like someone who is huge, and then they're just playing on their Instagram Live with the phone flipped the wrong direction trying their best to get their venmo information out there and like get paid and that was like the initial wave and then eventually people started realizing that like you gotta mimic the live by doing the pre-recorded performances so you can make it favorable and and then put that out and that's what that red rocks thing was it's like they yeah. basically did what we did with the red room but they're at red rocks so it's way yeah and cooler. then a lot of people were just yeah. well i remember and then they would go to people's homes and it was like here's so and so in their kitchen with oh, yeah. again varying levels of production and it was like wow this is kind of humbling to see like all these greats like here's our level of production because people are really genuinely you know down to their their own skills set and so <laughs> or I you build on your skill set the first band that i saw do a like Facebook pre-recorded cool video was Goldfinger, and that oh, was yeah? that was at the very beginning. And I was like, "All right, that's the standard." Like yeah. they were the first ones out with a video from each of their houses, and they were just jamming, and it was really cool. Flogging Molly did a really cool thing for uh, St. Patrick's Day, which was like the very beginning of lockdown. So I'd say that was the first thing. Mid-March. And it was like everything was shut down, and I want to say they did it from Fenway Park. I, I want to say it was, I know it was in Boston cool. somewhere, it was some yeah. major land landmark, but they did a really cool thing, and that was like the first concert that I saw, and then I remember the, the Rolling Stones did the four panel, and that was kind yeah. of one of the first things I saw yeah. for like oh, truly yeah. isolated recording was like the Rolling Stones the four, version. Yeah, the four panel thing was definitely, I felt like it was a trend that like kind of had its time, but now I feel like the four panel video can be a little... A little tough. It has to have a little more quality, a little more production than just four cameras and four people doing their thing. I think it has to do a little bit more. And and we started seeing, uh, especially with our involvement with the Concord Couch concerts, like how the production level. If you go back to that first episode and then go to the Christmas episode, you'll just see how everyone just has kind Stepped of stepped it up. Yeah, and everyone who's and learns from each other. Yeah, has uh, increased their uh, production value. But anyway, you want to get to the uh, get to the show? Yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go over some stuff. I so I I listened to last year's and and we had some like reflecting reflective questions. So I pulled those, but we had to morph them a little bit because 
you know, like our least favorite venue gig is like doesn't really fit as much. Um, although th- those are fun stories. To, it's to go still over. Milk Bar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we just say Milk Bar now? <laughs> Silk Tar. So we'll <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm just saying. Veiled code for Milk Bar. Um, all right. So, but the first question, you know, I, I just said it to the group before we started, and I was like, I'm not sure about this one, but we have to remember that we did have um, two two ish months of normal gigging this year and yeah. we took advantage of that we had planned ahead and had a mini tour in january um so we played state I think, line or bust yeah That's a great i think name. we played yeah. about four songs in january and then one sorry four Shows, gigs yeah. and then maybe one or two in february two at least in february that irish pub and uh jam sellers and then that tour in january so we we did a lot in probably those like first two seven months. Or eight shows. Oh, an Ivy Room we had in January too. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It's probably seven or eight total. I should have like looked at my calendar and I remember and playing it. that Irish bar in the city. And, Ireland's thirty two. Yeah, yeah. And being like, hmm, should we be here? That was the la that was the last of the and well, we should definitely talk about that because that was on February 29th, so it was two weeks before the shutdown. So everybody was already reading the news and yeah. we were like on the cusp of it. There was no there was very little attendance at that that show it's still pretty fun it was fun for sure i hate it i have we one met that photo comedian from guy and then that other comedian guy who was super awkward and oh was yeah like, oh, there was stand-up comedy there's nothing more awkward than a pop-up comedy show where <laughs> one person is just terrible would you yeah. believe that that ireland's 32 show was in between the overland at toots tavern and uh joey's tie-dye bash that, that was the weekend in between those two and i feel like those were both parties like they were just full-on like love fest for our music scene, and then like right after that, it was just boom, everything was closed. You yeah. know, it was just so different. So yeah, so let's start. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna go with the the same normal question since we had a couple normal gigs. Uh, favorite gig of twenty twenty. And you're looking at me, so I'm staring at Tom, which no one can hear. Uh, so I'll say it out loud. <laughs> no, they, they can hear you're staring at you're me. You're to my All left. The Last time it me. was like Alante was to my left. So, um, my favorite gig. I really liked The Saint in Reno. I, I loved that stage. I loved that uh, sound system. The sound guy was really cool. It was a brand new place for us to play. Yeah. My dad lives in Reno, so it was really cool to play somewhere that he lives. We got to stay with him that night. And um, it snowed the next day. It was just a really fun trip, and that was my favorite of the three of that trip. Yeah. So I'd say The Saint. Hmm. Yeah. Sup, Saint? Sup, Sup Saint? Saint? Shout out to The Saint and to uh, Local Anthology <laughs> for playing that show. And then the next night with us at the, uh, is it Veterans Hall? Yeah, the Veterans in, Hall. In uh, Lake Tahoe. I died. We the all majority. died. I died the majority of that trip. I died. My my favorite show of that trip was um, that Sacramento show. Yeah, the um, night before. What was that venue called again? Um, um, it's called, it's in Sacramento. Me. Um, the Torch, Torch Club, Club. Oh, got it at the same jinx. time, yeah. All right, so the the Torch Club was my favorite. Um, I saw a lot of friends there, like um, John from the Starts formerly the of the name. Tenderloins. Last name's a B. Bologna. Bologna. Yeah, you I, said I'm it right. Always I didn't want to say that. Scared out, out of it. scared to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, and he he was there, so it was great to see him. I feel like there were uh, maybe Tyler Scott, Quintard was there. Scott yeah, our Dunbar. Old high school buddy. Scott Dunbar was Scott there. Dunbar. So we we got to see a bunch of random people in Sacramento, which was you know really fun. And then the bartender just plied me with alcohol after the show, and <laughs> and uh, I had a great uh, drive to your dad's house. But then the ride, next day, ride, uh, ride, so right? Just to be I clear. didn't I didn't drive. <laughs> <laughs> I drove. Yeah. Let's be clear. Let's I didn't drive, but I had a great ride. 
to uh, your dad's yes. house like an hour and a half away. We always yeah. designate a sober driver of radio keys for yes. the tour. Of to course clear, we do. We are smart. We're thirty. We're <laughs> yeah. We're 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 old enough to know <laughs> to know better. Um, also, I want to say about that venue, there was a killer green room. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun green room. It was yeah. actually green. It was yeah, green. Oh, I know. Some, I was so excited. <laughs> there was some weird stuff. Like people definitely like uh, graffitied a bunch of local artists. Like flyers in there which kind of made me sad but it was like a, it reminded me of like a teenager's bedroom it was like covered with yeah. like kind of like jam almost covered with like people's like pictures from magazines and like yeah. different musicians and then some asshole had gone in like drawn. and drawn mu- and there was like a whole wall of it you know it was very put together and then somebody <laughs> came in and put mustaches on like every picture and i'm like i thought it was worse come than on that. it was man. worse than it was that. like, it was like dicks, dicks it was like just dicks. yeah okay sorry I I thought, trying, so my brain pg'd it, it in it, past it, tense it would be like if we had a picture of us up there and then some band that played there just decided to draw a bunch of dicks all over our faces. So yeah, like just kinda it was like, kinda like that. that. Just yeah. kind of a low class move for yeah. especially from someone who's playing a venue, because you know that's who has access. And it's a it's an awesome venue too. Yeah. Right? Um but my favorite and I'm sorry, this is kind of a two for one. My favorite one was when we finally got the all clear to go back into the world. Oh yeah. And we went and played a kind of more socially distanced um, show at Lagunitas. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. And that one, it might not have been our best performance. I think we were definitely at the height of our quarantine craziness then. But I really, it was just like the release of being like, oh my god, we're back, we're coming back, like we're gonna be able to do this more and more. And yeah. it was, it was that release more and than it was anything summer, else. And everybody yeah. was getting optimistic, and numbers were going down. That was yeah, yeah. That was a good. It was Everything what, was looking up. Everything yeah. was looking up. And uh, that show was a lot of fun. Agreed. The most fun part of that Torch Club gig was going to that bar and setting the record on the basketball machine. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I <laughs> forgot you guys did that. That was my favorite That part. was so much fun. <laughs> we filmed it, too, I think. Yeah, that was, that was super fun. It's good I have, content, too. I have this, like, obsession with those arcade basketball games. I've spent, like, $60 on one machine before trying to get the high score. And... I've almost lost girlfriends over it. It's a, it's 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 really it's super competitive. It's really a problem. I like really. the plural girlfriends you've almost lost over <laughs> multiple. Yeah, yeah. Like, babe, we'll leave when I get the score. And then I look back and say, I'm sorry. I don't know why I yelled at you. That was that was out of line. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was that was a fun. And then we had that giant Jenga tower. Oh man, yeah, that was a really fun tour. And then we did darts. And then we played oh, yeah. darts, which yeah, was the true. beginning of the darts. Donahue and uh, Bucky. Bullseye bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was wow, I never connected. I felt like that was kind of how that it started, was, that right? Was, yeah. So we had a good time with it and we started um, like, talking about it. And then I think that's what we, yeah. how that content started. I probably should have asked someone before we started this, but was the chocolate show this year? No, that was in December. That was December 2019 in parking San Francisco. ticket in that show. Oh, yeah, yeah, you hated that. I know because we, we <laughs> shared a that. video from and the video is from, I think, December uh, Okay, that was going to be my favorite one. It was the chocolate show. Yeah, it doesn't but, feel like a year ago. It really but doesn't. since it wasn't this year, <laughs> I would say my favorite show that we played this year was... The Chocolate Show. And I'm just going to say <laughs> that it was this year because that's the last time I remember... Playing really well. <laughs> we that did was, play well. There were some videos yeah. that came from that that uh, that turned out really well. It well, like popped yeah. up on my memory. It was it was really cool too because it was a big. It was in San Francisco, right? And it was a big warehouse, and they were having a. I can't remember 
it was like an art chocolate theme. <laughs> there was it was like, like an art gallery. There was like twenty artists, and they had like a hundred paintings up on the wall. But then there was also chocolate happening. They were making chocolate, or what was going there was on? There was a chocolate fountain. Yeah, there was a chocolate like fountain. Proms. There was like it was a bunch of different chocolatiers that put on their kind of chocolate. They were like vendors for the event. It was a it was and a so bit of a mixed like bag a, of stuff. It was an annual holiday thing that they yeah. did. I, I got us the gig and I apologize for no, it was the fun weird one, play. but it was such a fun, it was a fun one. There were a bunch of stray um, cats in the uh, backyard. Yeah, the there were. Oh, and fire, uh, yeah. it was a bunch of artists and a bunch of chocolatiers <laughs> got together and, and they made some arbitrary chocolate in an art festival. We had a bunch was, of free jam too. Yeah. That? yeah there was one uh, scandalous thing that happened at that show. <gasps> Phil got his uh, throne taken. Someone oh. stole his legs. I That's forgot someone about Someone right. stole his throne. And we were like, why is Phil on the ground? And <gasps> then we couldn't find his throne. And then it turned out some like some crazy uh, <laughs> drug-induced hippie chick like stole it and started just using it for her. It was like, it's not like she ran out with it. It was like was... right outside of the door. But she just <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, I'll take this. And started. So she moved Phil and grabbed it. Yes. And oh, then, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then, we have a little stool And then took him. it and used it. I forgot what she was doing. It was like on the same level as like animal balloons, like that kind of thing. But uh, Face painting maybe? Yeah, it was something like that. But she just took our stool and we're like, excuse me. like, And then eventually someone actually sat on the stool and it broke forever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So After that's we why we that rescued that it from the hippie stool chick. stool is gone, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll actually answer. My favorite gig was uh, Laguanita's. Just because yeah. we hadn't played in so long. And I remember driving there, and I don't get nervous to play anymore. Or at least not like a gig like that. And those gigs are fun. I'm not saying it's less, but like I've played 200 of those gigs, you know? So it's like, cool, we're going to go play for three hours. We're going to get some free beer. Free food. Yeah, but I remember getting there and being like, I'm a little nervous. I haven't done this in five months. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like I remember talking to Stuart or something, and he's like, do you need a beer? And I was like... I don't think I'm going to drink yet. <laughs> and, and, you, and you're like, are you nervous, dude? Yeah. You have this doubt of like, can I still do this? I haven't done this in four months, you know, when it's like regular practice and you're doing it, you know, three to eight times a month. It's uh, it's a lot easier to get up on stage and do it. And then like if you're rusty like that, I mean, gosh, you don't know what the reaction's going to be. So it's just happy to it's weird being around people now. Like and if you get into a conversation with them, it's just not quite the same as it used to be. I feel like it's it's going to come back, though. So but. Yeah, we also just true. got to a point in that gig where we were all just like smiling and oh, laughing yeah. during songs so and like we hadn't played in so long in front of and people, we had to yeah. play so quiet that we were literally like Comically talking quiet, to each other yeah. and we could hear each other. And it was like, <laughs> that was the, that was the weirdest part is they kept on going like, you guys can't be louder than the waiters trying to get orders, but it's like, yeah, with masks on and stuff outside. Literally yeah. impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally impossible. Definitely have a you know a waiterless system where you just order on your phone or like you write on a piece of paper and give it to your waiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kept you know hearing it from out front where it kind of echoes out, and they're like, "Well, if I can hear it from the front, then I must." And then it must be super loud in the back. So then they'd run to the back and tell us to turn. Yeah, they have one guy like, designated to like run in and be like, you know, like <laughs> waving loud. his hand. Yeah. And too loud yeah. and i'm like playing with hot rods and i'm barely touching anything and i was like my you know what yeah, i should have just brought yeah. a djembe man like it was <laughs> it, it got to the point where it's like oh they probably just wanted an acoustic act like, yeah but it was still really fun because we got to play which is what we never get to do anymore yeah they owe us um two cases of beer some, hop water some for hop sure. water yeah 
Oh, we yeah. haven't forgot Lagunitas. We don't forget. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hopefully, very soon. We love that, you. That was the other bummer part about that show. Now that now we're going to the bummer part about the show, but they used to give you like flats of beer, yeah, and and whatever they could. And now they're like, well, we can't do that anymore because I'm not even sure why. They said but because they, <laughs> the the factory or the supplier side of it that can't talk to the restaurant side of it, yeah. like they can't even make contact with each other, so they couldn't like go and get it like they normally would be able to. Yeah. Which seemed kind of interesting because I mean, mm. people were I, re- sure. I remember him saying, "We owe you one." Yeah. So okay. next time <laughs> we go there, your boy's gonna need two flats we of beer. We need to push that. Yeah. yeah we need or that. just no, a jam in the van set. That works too. We can, we so can sweet, negotiate. Yeah. They, they literally load our our beer fridge in our studio for like four months at a time. So I'm just yeah. joking. I really appreciate oh, those best. guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, mine, I'm just going to go with a super weird, unique one um, because it's kind of the most fresh one in my brain. I actually had a really positive experience and a happy time at uh, the Remedy the Remedy Review Show that we played oh, yeah. for the Gold Souls Band in Sacramento. I don't, I think out of all the shows we've played this year, like we've played a couple like outdoors to like a very distant crowd and we've played some virtual. This was like very unique because it was kind of the best of both, I felt. Like we basically were playing in like, we went to Sacramento. We were set up in like a parking, a giant parking lot outside of like a rehearsal studio um, big building. And they'd set up this pretty legit stage and like lights. And I just liked the vibe of it because everybody was really excited that there was like a show going on, but there was only maybe like, I would say 15 people watching us. But then we had maybe, you know, another amount watching us on like virtually live. And so we were like engaging with those comments as well as like the actual crowd. And it was just really unique. It sounded really good. It was windy as hell. The but, wind was a problem. My D'Angelico took a dive. Oh, I know. My so bass took a dive too. Yeah. yeah, that's a negative part of the show. But I, I had just like everybody was just so like giddy almost about it. Like everybody that was doing the production, and it was like, yeah, it was just really um. It was so cold. It was yeah. so cold. And but, I was wearing a new shirt, and yeah. my nipples started to chafe. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Guys I, probably don't care about that. But no, was, my <laughs> hands were freezing. Like I remember like frantically rubbing them together, like between songs, and like. Was definitely not expecting the wind to be a factor, because you think it's just gonna like whip the mic or something and make yeah. that weird like sound. But really, what it did was whip up a bunch of dust into your eyes and yeah. throat when <laughs> you're Brutal. singing. Yep. So you're like trying to sing. Okay. And then, no one else like the show. No, I like the no, show. Just, <laughs> and shout out to Remedy the Review. Dust. Yeah, Remedy no, Review. Is. It was it was no fault of theirs. Oh, of course, of course. It was it was the weather. Remedy Review is, is doing something um, coming up with the Torch Club. Um, they're doing something with uh, Band of Coyotes um, it, in the early in the January. And um, it sounds like they have some relationship with the Torch Club. And they're going to be doing something virtual. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the club or what they can and can't do. It's kind of still evolving. But that'll be really fun to see what happens with that. And hopefully we can get involved again with that. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought their production was great, and it was just kind of a really unique 2020 mix of virtual plus actual. It felt like of all the virtual shows we played where we're like playing to the corner of our garage or like playing to, you know, cameras and that's it. It was kind of it was kind of a nice mix where it was like, oh, we have the energy of a crowd. And it was all other musicians that were like there. They were like, yeah, you know, it was out of rehearsal space. So yeah, like so all these guys up. came out and like were they're like, oh, there's like a show going on. It was like super, um, super cash. Yeah. But so you had that energy and then you had 
that virtual aspect where it was getting recorded. There was multi cameras. Um, so yeah, it was kind. Of, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting, and it's it was in like I think September or October. It was That's October. Fresh in my head. Yeah. So. And shout out to uh, Alex from Gold Souls. He's the uh, piano player and uh, the guy that put us together with them. It's him and um, Jason Martin and another guy that I can't remember his name, but. Uh, that was cool that they put that together and invited us to do it. Yeah, definitely. So shout out to them and the Gold Souls. All right. So next cue, we'll start with Stu and then go around. Um, oh, that's fun. And yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, I realized last year, I think I had like the same person go first every time. So it was a little tougher. Um, Wanted stole all the good answers. <laughs> There are some really solidly obvious answers that we had. Like we all had a similar least favorite show, but it's fun because it makes you challenge you to like think of something else. Um, and we can, you know, say the same things. Um, so, you know, this year uh, a lot of bands and venues had to sort of, again, scramble to sort of figure out how to create content, how to survive for venues in a lot of way. But um, so there was a lot of interesting sort of reactions to shut down in the music world. So, question is kind of in our local community um you know artist venues any projects that came out of lockdown that were kind of the most interesting to you or exciting to you and we'll talk the next one's gonna be about our projects so this is more on a local um so mine's a little outside of the box yeah. um, it's a band from Ojai, california and they're a bluegrass band that we've crossed paths with a few times and it's the rose valley thorns yeah and he started putting together this Patreon account, which I haven't joined, but I should. Um, but what he has started doing is putting these videos together that are just so cool looking. They're like outdoors. And he does that thing that like the Wood Brothers did for their like that one set they did where they have one microphone. Oh, yeah. For and everybody. then they all stand around it. And they started doing this like bluegrass weekly series where they go to some random spot in nature, bring like this portable rig and like set up this pop up like recording session. And they stand in front of this microphone with a really high powered video camera, like really solid. And it's just one shot, but it's always in like beautiful. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Ojai before, but it's like in the uh -uh. mountains of Santa Barbara, basically. And it's just beautiful. And uh, the quality is really good. You can say, tell that they've good. been really trying to work on their production. And they've been doing it basically weekly since March. So shout out Rose Valley Thorns of, of Ojai, California. Nice. They're really nice, man. Yeah, they're super nice. They came to our solo show. Yes, we which we talked about last year. Yeah, we've already told that story, up. so we'll spare you guys. But, but right, yeah, I'm going to tell it again. People. Here we I'm just kidding. <laughs> My favorite... Is probably me and um, Stu's little side project that we do late night. Yes. When we go live on my Instagram. <laughs> so me, glad. Yeah. <laughs> just end me, fam. <laughs> probably going to so be doing live tonight, you know? <laughs> no, um, just kidding. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> don't do too that. Too many inside jokes. <laughs> I got to chill. Um, my favorite, and I don't know if it was a this year thing, but it's just got on my radar, radar this year, <laughs> was uh, Tiger Shade. Oh my god, yeah. Tiger Shade. Yeah, that's, yeah. A new, that's a newish thing, I think. Yeah, I love everything that he does is so funny. <laughs> he's just a funny cat. You know yeah. what I mean? That's Dalton. And he's just a funny cat and he's super nice and super into the scene and we've only really talked like four or five times at Vinny's, you know, at gigs or stuff, but like every time I talk to him he's just like 
it's like we've been boys forever and he's super chill and his content's really good it's so much content it's like every two weeks he has like a full-on music video with like drone footage and like costumes and like eating shit on rollerblades yeah just like all kinds of stuff going on and i'm just (laughs) as somebody that edits video a lot of us do here but it's like that just takes so much time to put together (laughs) and it's like but he's also recording and he's recording and he's writing these songs and yeah and he's kind of like eddie murphy in uh (laughs) in uh what is it called the movie professor the nutty professor where he's everything like he does oh yeah (laughs) he does all of the parts and all of the characters he's like he's afro man musically. he's like afro man yeah it was like yeah it's so funny and it's really good so it yeah. is it's really good fun fact about me and dalton is we lived in isla vista at the same time when i was going to college that's he was crazy. going to santa barbara community college so we both lived like a block away from each other that's crazy years ago. yeah huh. yeah and to just add on to yours um him and his girlfriend ashley of mama foxy are in little buffalo band together and they just turned out a song a day for the 25 days of Christmas where I'm just like, oh my it's gosh. Insane. It was insane. Yeah, they filmed and recorded them doing a song every single day from like December 1st to the 25th. Dude, I literally can barely eat every day. Like yeah, there are some like, days that I just can't even make myself food. <laughs> well, and they're writing harmonies because yeah. they're doing really classic songs like Rudolph and all that stuff, Jingle Bells. But they're doing harmonies. Sometimes they have like an extra, like a friend or something doing a harmony too. And then also they are like dressed up in a new Christmas outfit every day, which There's I'm like, how too. do you have this funny Christmas yeah, outfit? Right? It's amazing. And like, just to, you know, get up and get all like, I, I bet it was great. Like from a mental health perspective to like get up every day and like get dressed up and I like, like get, you know, camera oh ready. God. Like, did you, but see it's, the frosty, so crazy. did you see the frosty, the snowman one? I watched all of them. I the love fro- <laughs> frosty, the snowman. They like brought all their drunk roommates into it. And it oh! was, so funny they're clearly hammered when they're singing I Frosty see that the one. Yeah. that's great they're like there's hella weird lyrics in like the third verse <laughs> i do remember that one they each like take turns doing a verse or whatever so by the fourth verse it's like their <laughs> random roommate who's like oh da, 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 da. he's just like ripping this verse on frosty oh i love it, it no, was, that's a I great was, i was laughing that's a great shout out um Okay, I'll I'll shout out um, something that happened kind of early on, which was uh, and I we talked about them a lot last year because we love playing them in person. But Jam Sellers, like almost immediately, they host. Uh, we played with them. We played for them in a real life show. I think right around Valentine's Day, which is like a great, great time to play in Napa because it's like that date weekend. So it was a great show. Yeah, it was one of one of my favorite shows of the year that we forgot to mention in the last round. Last year. It was our second to last. We played Jam in Napa February 15th. Yep. It was like a Saturday night after Valentine's Day. And then like two weeks later, we played that weird Ireland's gig. Um, but uh, but yeah, they within like I think two weeks of lockdown, they had reached out to us and said, hey, you know, we had like two gigs on the books for their actual venue. And they were like, hey, we're canceling like up till summer or whatever they said then they kept extending the cancellations but they're like we're putting together virtual shows so let's get you on for that and so we've played i think we played all together maybe four or three virtual jam seller happy hours like i've played two i think we did it's two and then you and i emily and tom yeah i'm counting that one one. it started with just me and you because i was like hey we're living separately so we can't play together so we played and then um 
Two, we did like an acoustic thing from our Oakland spot. And then three, we did like a full band thing. And we were one of the first people to do full band. And they were like, oh my God, it finally sounds good. Because we're doing it through Zoom, which was hard to figure out. But but yeah, and they we paid us too. Out. So it was like, oh, we, we have a paying gig. And in total lockdown, it was like April. So it was like we weren't even seeing Stuart and Alante. And, and they we had matched our donations. That was pretty cool. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm not bringing it up because it's money. But like, I just think no, that's it's really cool that Jam cool did that. And it's so a they, great gesture. They deserve a shout shout out for that because that was really cool that is really cool yeah so i i was just from a like from a venue perspective i, I was really impressed with them because they're it didn't just seem like oh we need to do this to survive as jam sellers it seemed like that plus they were really partnering in a really fair way with local music and helping to kind of give us like a platform so it was it was just a win-win um and yeah so i was just impressed don't with they that. owe us some wine What's that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just everybody owes us something. <laughs> You're going to pay me what you owe me. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I just want to. Every venue owes us booze. Yeah. God, I wish. Yeah. My, so, Tommy, uh, my I know favorite, what you're going to say. Yeah. Well, I, think, <laughs> I feel like you all just left set, it for me. I set you up for it. You guys yeah, left, we left it for it me. For I'm you. wearing the hoodie. It's Conquer Couch Concerts for me. It's um, just, it's kind of the uh, Conquered Music Scene's re- reaction to shelter in place and, and wanting to still talk and, and, and work with each other and kind of figure out how we can present our music in a different way, in a different platform. And uh, it was just a really cool thing because it allowed us to learn how to do video and learn how to do audio and how to figure it all out and to have these put on these shows. And we put on uh, 14 episodes total. It's 13 episodes and then the holiday special. And uh, we're getting geared up for the second season already. It's just it's it's been such a fun thing, and it really started in the first two weeks of, of lockdown. Like, let's just get on a Zoom meeting and talk and like yeah. hang out. And like I felt like we were just hanging out and having you know, beer with our, our friends instead of going to a show and seeing them there, or open mic night and seeing them someplace. It was just kind of like a it was almost a daily meeting, and it was a hangout thing. And then it just kind of evolved into what it became. So May first was the first one, and then. Do you know uh, how many ep- how many episodes total? Fourteen. Do uh, you, off the top of your head, know how many bands participated in all? Um, I saw a number at some point, and it was like a hundred or. Well, something. so there's there's like usually twelve bands per episode, and there was fourteen episodes, and then we had some. It was over a hundred bands. Bands got to participate, which is so, and they're all local, as in at least East Bay. Right. There was a couple of. I mean, there were some outside. like yeah, Concord, Oakland. There were some you know, Pleasant Rhythm Hill, one Martinez, Reno. Yeah, but it's but I, I, I consider friends, all those guys local, and a lot of them that play Mountain Viber still kind of seem like a local Concord band. So totally, no, that's, yeah. so that was my my favorite thing that came out of uh, quarantine when it comes to music was couch concerts. That's so a strong shout out, strong all my couch honor. concerts buddies. That answer was ninety seconds. <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Too long. Too long. Shout out to Dave Hughes. So this is a good And Joey is, Nunez. Yes. And Greg Fogg. And A.K. Jameson. And Fred Hersom. And I can't name anyone else. And I'm sorry if I forgot you. Love you. Um, you know, Conquered Couch Concerts. Thanks for picking a hard name to say. It's but so apart easy. From Conquered Couch Concerts. <laughs> apart from that. No, it's been great to see. Um, honestly... I'll say one thing about it. Um, as somebody that's played, I would say close to a hundred gigs in Concord over my 11 year, uh, music career here. Um, I've never, I've never met or seen so many 
quote unquote local Concord bands because we tend to get stuck into these little rhythms of like we play with these these specific bands and we just never kind of cross paths with all these other bands from Concord because they're just slightly different style or there's you know they book with someone else or they, they play venues that we don't really play so this was kind of an opportunity to see all these guys and go this band's from Concord this I, I was doing that over and over I'm like these guys are from Concord like it was just cool to see this different and it was all kinds of genres like so it was cool to see like oh the Concord music community is bigger than I thought it was it's it's so much more than just what we see face to face in our little you know bubble of gigs that we play so that's that was my favorite part about Concord Couch Concerts yeah all all jokes aside though I do really appreciate all the hard work (laughs) that you guys do with that man it's it's really cool it is like I like to see how stoked you get, you know, when you're like ready, getting ready to do all your switches and Oh god. <laughs> I like I I loved recording all those bits with you and Joey and Vince and it's just cool to see yourself like with amongst your peers with this cool production and we look forward to it all week and it's it's really cool. Yeah, we almost all got closer. And it was also really fun to all gather around the old tv and it's just our house you know everyone else is watching remotely and just like all watch it together and make kind of a party out of it because there was not much to celebrate um so that's a good segue uh the next question will go to alante first um and this is a fun one uh what is um your standout accomplishment for radio keys this year or your favorite thing that we did during 2020 whether it was like a virtual set whether it was a um uh, any content called? whatsoever I was say, any content any yeah. recording that we did anything um probably the shelter sessions yeah just all in one like those were really fun to do because we were still apart and me and Stu would do our thing and you guys would bounce it back and like that whole process was really fun um I just really liked that record too I thought it was really yeah. good it's it's I was looking at it on Spotify the other day. It's 12 minutes long. And I was like, God, or 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was it's total, short. It's short. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, it's crazy to think of like all the work and like, <laughs> you know, all the co- yeah. like all the work that we put into that. And it's just this like it's just it, up in the air. And yeah. And I love the album cover for the shelter sessions. I wish. OK, waste isn't the right word. Because it's it's our product, but yeah. I oh, wish yeah. we used that for like a full length or something where where we'd actually put it out there more. Yeah, it's a that, really that's cool. a really good cover. I've compliments on it. I, I like the. I came up with the cover idea just randomly one morning when I woke up, and it, I was kind of inspired by it, like thinking of it like um like a, a mugshot, mm-hmm. like. Because we're in isolation and it's not the same as being in jail, obviously. But it's like definitely not a very <laughs> a similar concept. You're you're trapped somewhere, mm-hmm. you're locked somewhere, and also we're separated into these four panels, so we're not together. We're not together, yeah. And that that was like, and then also draining the color except for the blues and all that out, um, because you know symbolically blue is kind of a melancholy color, right? Yeah. So, well, and every song on there besides maybe like Yorba is sort of has a melancholy feel to it. Well, Yorba's even about wishing you were somewhere else, right? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good point. I've heard you guys use melancholy like eight times in the last two months. I find a and word I've and I just run with it. heard that word before. <laughs> and I'm trying to work it into my own life. Except for as the skateboard move. But, yeah. I, <laughs> but I just keep using it wrong. I tried to use it at no. the store the other day and someone looked at me weird. 
I was like, you guys got any melancholy? And they're like, <laughs> cauliflower, dude? What you are you know, talking about? You know why? Because when we recorded the uh, Lonely This Christmas for uh, Congregate Hot Trances, we did it like four times in a row. And I had to give the same stupid speech every time, four times in a row. And I was like, this is a melancholy song. And like, I just said that over and over. And then, yeah, we watched over and over. So I think that's probably why. But I do say it quite a bit. Melancholy. Um, yeah, that's like a seventh grade vocabulary word from my crazy teacher miss McNabb. she used to give us the most insane words that we had to learn <laughs> every single day we'd have a new word uh-huh. and uh i remember melancholy was one of them it's, a re- it's strong i like it i'm gonna change my answer yeah. from s- shelter sessions to <laughs> miss <Ms>. mcnab <laughs> to miss <Ms>. mcnab <laughs> teaching you guys melancholy <laughs> <laughs> she told she creeped me out one time. She told me I had a swimmer's body when I was in oh seventh no. grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah, no. it was so weird. I was like, I felt so uncomfortable after that, and still do. Canceled. Okay. We can edit that out later. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out later. People are horrified. They're like, I had her too. Yeah. Um, She's probably long gone. I know. She oh was, no! She was Gosh, really old. So that took a dark turn at the end there, Stu. <laughs> Oh, no. All right. So my favorite thing that Radio <laughs> Keys accomplished this year, um, it's a little selfish because it's something I've been wanting to do for a little over a year. Um, it's an idea I had a while back that we finally got to do this year. Um, I am probably most proud of the Move music video as well as the Move recording, which were both, I think... Fe- and the Move album cover. And the Move album cover, <laughs> yeah. We we're going to use that for our next record, for sure. You think? It's yes. a, it's a, it's, it's so an incredible good. image. It's, it's so our good. grandma good in Columbia. Good job, Tom. Yeah. Thanks. And good job, wasn't, Eric Good on the picture from way back in the day. It wasn't my idea either. It was Emily and Stewart well, that I came f- up with the idea. I found... Uh, yeah, Dad's been... One of his 2020 projects has been to scan old photo albums, and then he emails me like the scanned album. And so I'm seeing these pictures of our relatives that I have never seen before. And there's one of yeah, our grandma Helena on a horse in Columbia. And it's just the coolest photo I've ever seen. And I was like, we got to use this for something. And it worked. Do you remember for like me. how we came across it? Because we were originally trying to do that stupid idea with the puppet thing. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it that didn't at work all. out <laughs> at all. Like the way I envisioned it would have been really cool. It would have been like uh, that one Radiohead um album cover like similar to that you know with the mm-hmm. crash test dummy or whatever the heck it yeah is. yeah and um it just did not work so then we like started frantically scrambling through those family archives and we came upon that photo and we were both like that one yeah. like that's the one and we have to use it and it it just turned out really cool but the video also turned out really really well the recording i mean that was correct me if i'm wrong since our full-blown <laughs> debut record so not thinking about like unchain me and stuff we recorded at house before but since then that's the first full band song we've recorded and we did it all at home yeah 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 so everything was that whole project was in house yeah and it sounds huge and amazing and then yeah we took about two to three weeks or sorry i said that wrong we took maybe three to four different nights where we all got together and everybody got dressed up and uh and we acted the whole thing out and that was really fun. That was so much fun. It was so much fun. I love doing nerdy stuff like that, you know, like <laughs> making and my, yeah, maybe like I think a year and a half or two years ago, I was like, I want to do like a horror or I originally wanted to do it for Hey Hey Charles. I was like, I want to do like a cheesy horror movie music video. Um, and then we got to a point where we were recording move 
and we were also coming up on Halloween and it was like now or never we got plenty of time at home let's do it so Amber and I went to the Halloween store on like September 1st like way before Halloween when it opened and they had all the masks and we found that creepy mask and uh kind of built the story from there that and second killer mask is it's oh the one so from creepy. the purge yeah yeah that, so that we got really we got the one of he has a name the guy with like the white the painted white face and like the big googly eyes and the black hair that Stuart played he has a name and i can't remember what he's called but uh he was our first choice because he was a little silly like he was scary at first and then he just became sort of sillier as his as you had his personality come out of being sort of like oh, i just want to scare people i just want to hang out no i'm now i'm embarrassed because i didn't get scared but the second mask that we got me and amber it was our second choice she really liked it and she she nailed it it's like a women's mannequin mask it's like a it's really, yeah, it's really- horrifying it's, it's, it's lifelike <laughs> but also lifeless so yes. it's like really creepy and i believe it's it might be from the i think it's from one of the purge movies and uh so we yeah we I've, i still feel bad about this but but we bought those two masks and then we came home and amber and i like stood in the window right next to the door and Stuart opened it and we were wearing those masks and i don't think mine was very scary but amber's was creepy as hell and i think we scared you a little bit well i saw you come in and i was like oh whatever and then amber comes in with her super scary mask and i was like ah! <laughs> and i like jumped and i i think she scared me because she does this she scared me like yep. three or four times with that mask like throughout the next like month <laughs> I she believe the noise up. you made was <laughs> yeah, so something beta. like that. So I definitely, <laughs> I definitely uh, put it on before popping into a Zoom meeting, and my teammates were like, "Emily, <laughs> like that wasn't funny." And I was like, "I was just standing there, <laughs> like," and I popped in and I had the mask on, and they're like, "Ah!" So we used it quite a bit, but it's but really yeah, that creepy. that move video, I'm uh, I was really happy with that, and I think we all did such a good job, and it was a pain in the ass to do, but it, yeah, it's one of my favorite favorite things we did this year are you looking at me so it's my I'm favorite at tom my favorite uh thing that we did um was the diddle for the middle i think yeah and it was just so much fun to film it's so it's just so far from music it's like we're a band and we're gonna put out content and this is what we came up with and it has nothing to do with music it's just us in our sense of humor and who we are and um I don't know. It was a lot of fun. I got really good reception. We aired it on Conquer Couch Concerts, uh, episode seven, I think. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. And it was fun to do, too. And we also paired it with our fake interview. The fake interviews. I, thought, I really love that aspect of it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the rotten reviews. No, no, not the rotten no, reviews. Remember the, the shelter sessions. Like, oh, yeah. Where we're right. talking about, like, where we're like, exaggerated versions of ourselves. <laughs> Emily's drinking wine out of that fishbowl. Yeah. <laughs> and petting the cat and talking like it's about how time, amazing. <laughs> the one time like, Oscar didn't want to hang out. He was like, let me go. But I thought so. it was a really, I felt like what we were trying to do is like, just think, because I remember when we were offered to play couch concerts again, we didn't want to just do another concert because we had just done one. And so we wanted to think of like a way to in have engagement in our content without just having here's a concert and that's it so like there are both ways to like introduce the songs that we were doing and maybe they were 90 seconds too long but <laughs> they were <laughs> they were a lot of fun yeah that thing sort of took on a life of its own for a minute like there were people who don't necessarily always engage with everything that we post 
and I was just like seeing stories of people <laughs> who I've never heard of or seen. It'd be like, legend has it that Shad portraits and just like all this stuff. And I was just like, it's kind of like took its own. There was you know, fan fan generated comment. Yeah, content. Like, <laughs> and it was just it was so funny. And it was it was really good. Yeah, the diddle for the middle was great. Yeah, so that's mine. Yeah, that's good ones too. Well, those were my top three. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna piggyback, and I already talked a lot in the segment anyway. But uh, my favorite thing that we did was the shelter sessions because yeah. it was when we had to be at our most nimble in the, with the most restriction against us, mm-hmm. and we were able to come out with something that I am still proud of to say. I still think Polar Opposites is one of our best recordings we've ever done. Yeah, it's a real melancholy one. It's a melancholy <laughs> one. And um, I just think it turned out so well, and the artwork turned out well, and we, we get a lot of positive feedback about it. And we also had all that auxiliary content, like um, the like I was just talking about, the fake interview yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and the rotten reviews, too, from it. So it, it was, I thought, um, I don't want to say our high point because we... <laughs> Did a lot more too, but if we did if we did more um, in the same vein as Move, like with our original content, that might be it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I thought the shelter sessions were just a great way for us to rally around each other. And when we were just kind of punched in the face, we found a way to punch back. Yeah, and we really started started those recordings in like the deadest part of lockdown like before any of us were going back to work and like nothing was open it was like march april so there really was and we weren't seeing each other at all so there really was a lot of that empty space to fill and um tom and i it 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 also i feel like it made we talked about it so i won't get into it too much but it made me made all of us a little better at musicians because we had to sort of or just not even just better at being musicians, but like better at communicating sort of musically separate. I sound like a pure hippie. Yeah. But like for me, it was really hard to record like vocal harmonies without Stuart there. So I was kind of doing it with Tom, which, you know, was just kind of like a whole new challenge. And uh, I don't know. I thought we came out with some cool um, ideas. And I felt like it's, it's the word that you said earlier, scramble. It was a scramble that we had uh, when it happened. We were like, how are we going to respond to this? And other bands were were jumping on on Facebook and, and streaming from their phones, like you talked about earlier. And there was varying qualities of this like reaction, and um, we didn't want to jump to that because we couldn't be all together as a band, and we didn't have the production capabilities to do the um, remote recording like we did in the first Couch concerts. And so it was like this was our response to it, and this is how we spent the first part of it. And then we did that, and then we moved on from there. Um, we did that album, and then we moved on from there to more of the audio video streaming stuff later on. Um, yeah, we made an year. effort to not do that. To not go live. And then Alante and I drank too much whiskey one night and went live at like 1230 in the morning. Dude, we were <laughs> un- Unannounced. Dude. Unannounced. But um, the other thing that I really loved about the shelter sessions is it really helped me um, level up as a mix engineer. Yeah. And, you and killed it, Stu. Yeah, engineer. you really Thank did. You. Yeah, you make a big step in, in production. Yeah, I've taken a big step this year and the main uh, reason for that is the shelter sessions as well as move and concrete couch concerts and then all the red room stuff without all that, I would not have taken steps forward. So that's my answer. Before we move on, is there any other um, stuff that we did this year that was new that we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about the red room? Do we want to talk about, well, we have YouTube channel now. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of fun content on there that's not necessarily music related. And we have a website that has a store that has a vinyl record 
in oh, it and ready I for forgot. you, ready <laughs> for you to purchase. <laughs> How did we forget that it, we got our it vinyls took this the year? Entire year to <laughs> yeah. get the vinyl record. So <laughs> we were yeah. supposed to get it in what March? Yeah, it was supposed to be March 13th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then we didn't yeah. get it until August. September. Oh my God. August. Too long. August. Yeah, right now August. we have a beginning of the year sale on those. So if you buy yep. two, <laughs> uh, you get the third one for $25. <laughs> Everyone's like, wait it's a, a second. Steal. <laughs> Everyone's doing math in their head. They're like, <laughs> hey. We're selling them purely from the barter system from now I mean, on. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Well, Def signed them. You you can't stop us. All right. Um, so, yeah, vinyl records. It uh, costs more if we don't sign you, it. <laughs> you guys um, also, uh, really quick, I'll say shout out. Um, you guys uh, sort of turned the Red Room production. We sort of built it for our oh, own shout stuff. Shout out Red Room. And then you guys, you know, invited some outside bands uh, to do that. And hopefully that's something we can continue to do like morning mountains and stuff. So yeah, I'm really proud of us for, for learning how to do all of our production hundred percent in house for us mm-hmm. and then taking that and then being able to offer it to other bands in our scene um, through the, through the, you know, couch concerts or whatever streaming platform we were going to do. Um, it's just been, it's been great to be able to offer that for other bands and it's great to take advantage of doing hundred percent of our stuff in house for, you know, from the shelter sessions to, move to you know, everything is 100% in house and I think that's a big step we took this year yeah we're super uh, cautious with the way that we do that too you know because it can get a little weird with what everything's going on but we wear our masks yeah. and yeah. no one comes in the house and it's all socially distanced yeah. and we just figured out a way to be able to do it and do it responsibly because we hate seeing people be irresponsible and we definitely yeah. didn't want to put off that vibe of oh look at radio keys they're doing whatever you know yeah here's so, 30 people in a room or whatever just for the record we do take a lot of precautions immense caution oh absolutely and 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 as you know there we also are really uh in a lucky position where we all live together so right away we were able to say shoot we can you know get together and make all this content and not every band is that lucky so something to be grateful for yeah, for um, sure. We're the right. most tested circle in Concord. Oh, yeah. It's one of our claims to fame. We get COVID <laughs> tests so freaking much for work. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's see. Um, I, I have a little segment if we'd like to shout out um, any venues that closed this year. Iconic oh, Barrier Venues. Just like a- in memoriam it's like a section. shout out or even any uh local bands if we dun, want to dun, uh dun, on a positive dun. note uh, say goodbye to that maybe uh, announce, announce their do you want to just closing. list them off and then we can i just will kinda list respond. them off um venues that close this year Wait, i gotta uh, sing that song it's so hard to say goodbye you know that yeah i was thought <laughs> yeah. you were gonna go vitamin c as we go yeah. i thought you were gonna go with uh, sarah mclaughlin oh i uh, will yeah, that's the so one. No, that's the, the one. That's the one. <laughs> okay, I win. That's the yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's you know just just imagine we we can't legally play that song underneath this segment, but just imagine that she's singing that. But we can hum it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Everyone just turns off. Um, uh, Slims. Oh, oh no, that's a, okay. one of the first radio key show. The first Alante radio key show. That's the first show Slims. I ever play with radio keys. Yeah, and. It, it, not just with radio keys slims is like a staple in the bay area it, well it was it was and and, the, <laughs> and the, i think it's called like yolo or something now if that well we when were, they f- yeah the place is 
definitely called YOLO. Now. Yeah, yeah, and we were talking about, and no, I mean, you know, good luck to them. I'm not trying to hate on any businesses. Yeah, dance uh, club or YOLO. But I'm calling it Slims until I die. <laughs> like, I don't care what it's called. It's it, Slims. If you, come, if you come to me talking about, let's go to YOLO, and you're like, wait, you talking about Slims? You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think anybody's going to ask us to go to YOLO. I think it's going to be a, oh, <laughs> a bit 30. of a younger crowd. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I think anything named YOLO, they just want 30 plus year olds to be like, I don't, I don't think that's my thing. Um, okay. The Uptown closed in Oakland. Now the Uptown, I think that it was a really cool venue. Like it had the cool marquee out front mm-hmm. with the guitar yeah. And uh, it had a really cool stage that Giant was really stage. high, but it never felt like it got the traffic it deserved. And I'm not mm. really sure why that is, but it, it always felt like it fell short of of draw and traffic. No matter what show I went to there, I was always like, man, I feel like there should be more people here. Well, it also had that sort of disadvantage of having, I call it a disadvantage for the bands, uh, maybe an advantage for them because they can have people in the bar and then charge people to go into the venue. But I always think that hurts you when it's separate. Toots is the same way. Like you have two big separate rooms and there's one room where the band is playing and then one room where people can get drinks. So what happens is people just don't hang out and watch the band because they're getting drinks or it's too loud. And they don't want to pay to go in. Or they don't want to pay the $5 or whatever to like walk into that room, which I get. So No, they always overcharge. It was always like $15. Yeah, our show there I think was like $20 to see Radio Keys. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. Dude, what? That's not going to work. But just for the record, the Uptown used to be a banging venue. And this is the second time that it's closed. Really? Before, yeah, it closed when I was living out there, 2014 or something. It closed for some legal reasons or something like that, and then it was and it came back. But before it closed, there used to be a ska night there, and, oh, it, and it was it was popping, man. It was like a real punk sort of ska scene there. You were skanking around in I there. I was skanking. And yeah. it was only twelve dollars to get in. So and that's it was only good. twelve dollars to get in. Now this is back in the days. Fourteen money. <laughs> this is like black fingernail polish days, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh Lord. So it was it was good. The eyeliner and the swooshy hair. Yeah. Um I think Woods in Oakland closed. West Grand Brass used to have a weekly stay there. I saw them post about that. I've been to Woods to get a drink. They're uh it's they're cool right venue. by the uptown. Yeah. yeah, it's a really cool venue. So I heard that they closed, which is Sucks. Um, and then Nick's, where we've had a lot of fun times. Back to Latte. Don't even say it. Tom's favorite. Don't even over there. We had some R.I.P. karaoke Nicks. nights there. R.I.P. Yeah. Nick's. Tom wins. And then Amnesia 2 closed, and that was one of our a gig that we were Has the bar closed yet? Amnesia's not permanently <laughs> closed, I don't think. We, mm. We're not sure. We're not I, sure. I, I feel like I heard someone say that Amnesia was closed. And so I said that, and then in our pre-production yeah. meeting, and then I... Couldn't confirm it, so it's not confirmed. But that was a great venue. Can anyone think of any more? I don't. That's all I have. Oh, okay. There's one in Jack London Square, and I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, but it closed. Store Club closed, didn't it? Store oh, Club, but that's Store not in Jack Club. London. Oh, I can't remember. Oh well, but it's, it's a good venue for a lot of Yoshi's? years. Yoshi's. No, Yoshi's Metro is still around. Metro Opera House. No, that one's still around. Okay. It, it turned into the Elbow Room, Oakland. Oh. But, bef- oh, but before the, that. The social right. club. Yeah, it was. Oh, Starline Social Starline Club? Starline Social Club is closed. That's yeah. a different venue, but that one closed, but yeah. 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 But anyways, it's right next to Nations. Not the Boom Boom Room? No, but which is closed too. Yeah. But Wow. Man, yeah. we're naming a bunch of venues Yeah, we're here. actually doing a lot, I guess, better. It's not the right word, but I think that a lot of these venues, I mean, like, 
what what is the i mean i guess they could just tear out the stage and stuff but like i think these venues are eventually it's the landlords that are that are losing right now and then they're gonna have to rent it to a different place and i think that they're gonna rent to new tenants eventually kind mm-hmm. of like how the uh, uc theater in berkeley was like closed for what 40 years and then came back and now it's a music venue yeah and yeah. Uh, i hope that's still hoping it's a movie theater but I, I think that we can see some of these venues come back uh, kind of like uh, you said how the uptown came back already once maybe they'll yeah. come back again yeah. see well when we make all that money, <laughs> when we make all that money that Stuart was talking about maybe we'll buy the uptown it's turn it into the red room and we'll turn it into the red room the red room actual venue that'd be so oh my sweet. gosh Ooh. until we just tank all of our money that we've earned and then just oh no right back to the garage <laughs> okay um okay all $2600 uh, now we can um I have a list of uh, to to spin it to a positive notes. I have a list of albums that came out in 2020. I thought we were going to talk about the bands that broke. Do up. you want to talk about bands yeah, that broke up? Yeah, since we're still <laughs> <laughs> the Sarah McLaughlin still going in the background. It? Okay, <laughs> um, I have a list of three here right away, but I'll let Tom say them because he wrote these down. Oh, okay. Um, Overland, uh, Swoon. And uh, false rhythms were the three that yeah. I came up. They all like piece. they were three that announced like on social media, like "Hey guys, you know it's been a great run" type of posts. Oh and no! Like yeah, officially, yeah. You I know, don't know we, about false rhythms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One of them. One of the twins is moving to somewhere like Texas. Oh, I know I that. Yeah, but oh no, I know those are tough. they're really sweet guys. Yeah, they're I great. almost said kids again, but they're like twenty five. <laughs> yeah, like, that's literally like the joke we were making the last. <laughs> yeah, and they've gotten a year um, older yeah. since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like every bit of 26 now. Yeah. Not but, but yeah, yeah, shout Overland. out to those guys. Overland uh those guys just, you know, were taking the lockdown seriously and just kind of got a time got away from them and um you know, there there might have been a little bit of lost passion there too. Um we don't know the whole side of the story, but they created a lot of really great memories, especially live memories like with mountain vibe and some yeah. shows that we've played with them so um definitely strong shout out to overland yeah, yeah i feel really like they carried dudes. the torch for a while there you know as like one of our better bands in our in our scene and oh for sure kind of, headlining uh, mountain vibe yeah well they brought a lot of people to shows they did yeah. really good with that so if you played a show with overland you know it was gonna be a good show because they they had a great draw and so if you did what you were supposed to do they were going to do great anyway so and I was stoked to see them get that opening or that closing spot um, at Mountain Vibe Friday night the first time it happened. Yeah. Because it was like we were talking. I was in the meeting for that with Mountain Vibe and we were talking about it. And uh, we were just I was happy to see them get the recognition. And then they carried it from there. I think that they were great. Yeah. I was, then, no, uh, I'm sorry. I was, go ahead. If you're going to talk about everything, go for it. No, I just was going to say that uh, when Schmitty was in here to do his part in our uh, Christmas um, Lonely this Christmas. Our Christmas song yeah. for Mountain Va- or for couch, couch concerts. concerts. I was like, please do the Schmitty knee drop. Please do the Schmitty <laughs> knee drop, right? And it's just little stuff like that 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 makes a band like special and makes you look forward to seeing them play. Like I knew if I if we were gonna go see Overland, I was gonna get a Schmitty knee drop. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be in the crowd ripping, you know, like and they they had a lot of really good energy yeah. and um I think me and me and Cole are going to do something together here pretty soon. Oh, nice! Yeah, so. Schmitty and Cole are definitely trying to get something going. So yeah, we will not see the end of the Schmitty knee drop. That yes, thank God. And then one last thing, just with Swoon. Um, Swoon was another band that carried the torch, and they were like before Overland. They they played a lot of songs, a lot of shows in Space Monkey Gangsters, my old band, and I. 
it was just they were like a really great band for in our scene for a long long time for like 15 years or oh, 10 plus years for sure mountain vibe 2 was the first time um that they played then so i don't know but they were they were great and uh it's it's a bummer to see them uh pack it up but uh stephanie and gary moved to uh, colorado and i might be off i might be off on this one but isn't from the bottom well on the on ice yeah dennis moved away he's in in oregon right oregon so we'll see uh they they still say they're going to try and record and i mean from the bottom has always been dennis uh the other bands that are in the current lineup are um in huge support of him and they're awesome and that's the best line lineup they've ever had um, so, but I think that Dennis is still creating and I think he's still going to create and they're still talking about making this, this album called the prequel. And that's what they wanted to do after, um, omnipresent this year. And so we'll see the prequels gonna be all the old songs we recorded and, nice. um, it'd be cool to see. So hopefully they're not done, but they are definitely, um, in a different phase, you know, kind of yeah. like when you moved to Santa Barbara, maybe. And then yeah. so well, that, wasn't back good, together. that wasn't a good era for radio. Yeah. Kids. So. I hope. I mean, I hope. I hope they are able to to continue to produce music, especially Dennis. So, hopefully, I'm not speaking out of turn there. No, you're good. Yeah. So, um, as far as I was gonna say, that kicks off uh, albums that came out in 2020. Omnipresent by From the Bottom yes. came out this year. We did a whole podcast episode on it when we were in lockdown, and it's real nerdy because we had a lot of time on our hands. It was in like March. And it's the reason why the f- first two songs of that album were my most listened to songs on Yeah, we, <laughs> we did a deep last year. dive. Uh, the Shelter Sessions by Radio Keys came out this year. Yeah. Shout out um, to us, big pat on the back. And move. <laughs> I'm going to shout out a couple uh, Radio Keys review. Wait, sorry. Alumni? Radio the Keys rock, presents uh, rock and roll the Rock and Roll Review, review alumni um, that came out with a record this year. Casey and Clayton came out with Plastic Bouquet. Uh Anna Ash came out with Oldies. Uh, Charlie Crockett came out with Welcome to Hard Times. Um, and then uh, some non... Oh, one of our favorite records of the year. The Texas Gentleman came out with Floor It. We and have we been obsessed listen with to that it. a lot. I mean, let's spin that a lot. Let's be real. We're basically best friends with yeah, the we're Texas buds. Gentleman. I mean, <laughs> at this point, hey, I mean, they love us. They, we love them. So we this play is, that board game all we play that time. board game all the time. We play the record every time we play the board game. I listened to that. That was my most listened to song of 2020 was Ain't Nothing New by the Texas Gentleman off that record. And um, I reached out to them via Instagram maybe a week ago and was like, hey, I can't find TX Jelly. It's their first record on vinyl. And they sent me a screenshot of Amazon. They were like, one left, better go snag it. And I was like, oh, shit, there's one left on Amazon. So I bought the last one on Amazon. And then a week later, what happened, Tom? They freaking <laughs> announced on Spotify yesterday they're like, hey, we've got TX Jelly in a special limited edition green vinyl. I was like, well, now we got to get that too, damn it's it. Like, so... <laughs> well, it's okay. Then we'll have two. That's plenty. Um, and honestly, like, I, I don't know. I'm old-fashioned. I, I, I tend to like the the regular-looking uh, wax for... I mean, they're cool. They're cool. Like the, you know, green vinyl. They're cool. Red vinyl. Those are cool. They're fine. I mean, I'm, I'm like bitter. I'm like, I bought the last... But hey, maybe I bought, you know, one of the last normal ones. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, Just, shout out to them. They've been great. By the way, you couldn't find it, but you didn't look on Amazon. Dude, I, okay. <laughs> Check it out. I was oh. trying, like I have this Getting year, every time I, it. every time I buy a vinyl this year, I'm trying to buy them from the artist, especially these not like, you know, freaking Rolling Stones type bands, but like these local bands or like review bands that we cover. I'm trying to buy it from them or from their record label. So I went on like 
Texas Gentleman's website and it was like, this is sold out. And I went to their um, record label's website. I think it's New West. And that they're like, it's sold out. So I was like, I just gave up because I really didn't want to go to Amazon. To, <laughs> I was dude, like, no. You just wanted to slide into their DMs. Well, That's yeah, a, maybe a little bit. It works, Say, How are you guys doing? They responded. They're super um, cool. Uh, the Strokes came out with a new record this year that's called The right. New Abnormal. Um, it's got the song Bad Decisions on it that's really badass. And then they performed at SNL the first time SNL came back from lockdown. Um, Nathaniel Rateliff came out with And It's Still All Right, that's which a is really a great s- album. super great, super bummer album. Melancholy. <laughs> Melancholy then, is the um, word. Melancholy album. The White Stripes came out with their greatest hits vinyl. Which, um, I don't know if you've ordered that yet. Should we? Yeah, we should definitely. Order we should that. definitely grab that. Uh, the Black Keys remastered um, their album Brothers that came out in 2010 and released that this year. Um, and then last but not least, our friend M. Ward came out with two records this year. He came out with a original album called Migration Stories, and then he covered an entire Billie Holiday record from 1958. It's Lady in Satin, and he covered that and just came out. And it's called Think of Spring. And that is a also a green vinyl. I actually got. I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys. It's a pandemic of green vinyl. I got it. I got an email from Spotify that said you're one of this artist's top listeners. This has happened to me three times this year. It happened to me with Kevin Morby too, and uh, well, I guess twice. And, and Ward. And it said you're one of their like top listeners, so they're offering you like first access to buy this limited edition vinyl. So I got his vinyl early. Um, a little humble brag there. Well, I'm just saying, I think it's cool <laughs> that Spotify is like able to be like, Hey, here's who here. Here's the people that aren't looking to buy it to like resell it. These are like your actual people that listen to you like obsessively. Like, you know, anyway, well, I think cool. <laughs> I wasn't trying cool to idea. brag. I was just trying to say that. I thought so it was I'm cool. like, kind of like his number one fan. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Top no, 100 just, for sure. I'm just saying it's cool that they like rewarding the actual fans and you know, it keeps it away from the, people that are buying it for the wrong reasons never mind anyway <laughs> wait are, is spotify sending people that listen to our music that stuff man no. i think no you shit. have to set it up you have to set it up yeah but it's it's a cool it's a cool thing to do to say hey you know these there's a couple hundred of these and they're released to you first you still have to buy it um anyway <laughs> it's <laughs> but you've got to be the number one fan and moving you're forward. clear enough um so uh, I guess the last thing we'll do, and we'll do it, you know, cautiously, tentatively, oh gosh. is talk about goals. I don't even want to say goals for this year and like cap it in a twelve-month period. Like we want to do this. I want to play many shows, shows this year. Oh, you can say that. I'm just. Joking. I'm just gonna. I'm just thinking. I'm like. I was on moving pace. forward. What's the next big project I want to do for Radio Keys? And I am gonna go first because I'm the go. last one who didn't go first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and okay. say that I think the big goal for this year is gonna be our second original full-length album, and that's gonna be really exciting because i don't know what's gonna happen with shows i'm optimistic i'm cautiously optimistic um but i think it's a great time because in the future we will be able to tour again and do like ramp up with shows but while we're still a little quiet it's a nice time to write finish writing kind of like uh hibernate a little bit knock out a fucking killer record and then hopefully the world wakes back up and we can tour it we have the building blocks for sure and yeah and uh I'm not trying to skip Tom, but that, that's my goal too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. My goal is, I'm just going to pick a different thing because obviously my goal is to do another album as well this year. Yeah. And it's definitely what we need to be doing. I think we're closer than we think. And uh, But my goal is to um, play more just together as a group mm-hmm. and just 
for fun, like just go out and play music together more. And I think that's going to breed a lot of creativity that we need for this album and to, to, to make these, these extra songs and to write that extra part that's going to make the album or not make the album. And, um, and then just create more fun content too. Yeah. Um, I think that we're, we're really, um, we have a lot of fun doing it. And I think that we can we can find some solace and like we can't go out and play shows right now, but we can think of funny ideas and film each other and, and put it together and stuff. So those are my two goals. I'm sorry for taking two. No, yes. I think we all have similar. Yeah, for me, I, I like the original album. I, I really want to get that out. We were trying to isolate between like an acoustic record and then get a, an electric record. But I think we just record like. 15 songs and then pick the best 10 yeah and then, i think we we definitely yeah. i like the idea of a 10 song record i have in the front page of this my music notebook the front page i have like a couple months ago we got together and we said okay here's the acoustic record here's the electric record and then i looked at it and i was like god between these two we have almost 18 songs so we have like we're there we we're yeah. ready basically i think we just need to finish up a f- couple things and then you know pull out anything that's not where it needs to be and, and put it on our band camp get it going um yeah, yeah and make those weird b-sides because those are fun too yeah. um these are yeah i mean we have this advantage i was talking to i talked to carrie a lot she just moved to new zealand and we go on walks and i'll chat with her and uh and i was talking about putting out a second record and i said you know it's interesting because like it took us 10 years to get out the first record so over a 10 year period we wrote a lot of songs and then we isolated these like is it 12 or 14 on our record? I think it's, I thought it was 10. Is it 12? No, it's 12. It's 12. Our debut record is 12. <laughs> our 12. debut yeah. record is 12. I just had a, like a brain clap. So I was like, it's a shit. Is it 40? It was 12 um, of the best of the best. And then the second time around, we are, we only had maybe a year between and we're pulling some older stuff that we wrote maybe over the last couple of years that just never like came to fruition. But, and then we have a bunch of new content too, but we really have our, I don't I mean we've been writing for so long that we've got so much content and some of it's really great. So we're going to bring that to life. I think, um, it's uh, not like reinventing the wheel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think Anthrax, do you guys know the metal band Anthrax? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, know of, I know of them. They have a record where there's like a five minute drum solo right in the middle. So just putting that out there. Just throw we'll that throw it in there. In the, yeah. We'll put that in the ideas pile. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I like to say when Stu and I are songwriting and he's like, we could do this and it's ridiculous. I'm like, well, I'll just put that on the Happens idea pile. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas in the idea pile. Let's just put it that way. It's the name of our third album, actually. <laughs> no, man, it's going to be called The Idea we're Pile. We're, we're spreading it real thin after third album. Um. All right, yeah. is, that, is that it? Did you get to say what you wanted to do yeah, this drum year? solo. <laughs> Just the drum solo, that was it, huh? Five-minute drum it. solo. The okay. five-minute drum solo for Alante. I think no, we're all I, on the same page with that. Just wow. want to write a record. I want to become a better friend, uh, son, Aww. boyfriend, drummer. Dog dad. Dog dad. Aw. Strip club owner. Nice. <laughs> you know, just a, better, just a better person in general. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like can that. never be serious on these things. I no, it's lie. fine. No, but I, seriously, I just like want to be a better person, man. That's it. I, I, I won't go any further than that. I don't know what this year is going to look like for me or anyone. So I just want to be better than I was this year or last year. That's that's a great goal and it's doable and it's just vague enough because <laughs> it's just vague enough. Which no, we'll I think put is that good. in the idea pile on <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's no real metrics that were required to make say that you achieved it. Well, I listened to I listened to us last year talk about how excited we were for all these specific things in 2020, and I'm like, man, we just like got blindsided by. And then we, I, I have to say, like on a positive note, like for everything that we've been hit with this year, like just everything. Um, with work changing and like you know we moved and like it's been a crazy year and at the end of it i think we've been extremely resilient and like really productive and really sort of found silver lining as is re- getting really cheesy but i think we made the most of it is my point um not just as a band but as people and it taught me to be a lot kind of stronger in a lot of ways so i hope i hope other people can feel that way and look at the look at the accomplishments they had this year you know no matter how small they may seem like for a year like this where we all just got battered constantly um and everything we love a lot of things we love got you know taken away and sacrificed and uh yeah we all kind of found ways to make community and come together and and find joy that's the end of my speech indeed <laughs> indeed all right, all thanks, right. Sam. We'll Keezers. put that in an idea pile, too. <laughs> You're like, we're going to cut that out. <laughs> I'll just all edit that right, out. Keezers. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. See you on the other side. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> Keys. Keezers. Keezers. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone. And here's to a much better 2021. Ba-da, ba-dum, uh. bump. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to keep searching for that sweet, sweet soul music? <laughs> For the sweet